It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on vocnation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, vocnation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at vocnation. Well, good evening and welcome to WCW Retro with the Show. This is not Stro Maestro. Stro's a little under the weather tonight. So I'm filling in. My name is Howard Morgan, and I'll be filling in as your co-host tonight. And we'll be talking wrestling's greatest what-ifs in pro wrestling. Should be a, an interesting topic, kind of a, a fantasy um, topic, if you will. Um, we'll get into a little bit of backlash and the um, upcoming um, Night of Champions and who could be the next uh, WWE champion. And maybe we'll just talk a little wrestling topics in general. Um, if you want to call in, <clears throat> excuse me, the number is 914-338-1885. Again, Stro is feeling a little under the weather. Um, he's unable to, to join us. Um, and if you could just say a prayer for a quick recovery for him um, as he battles a little bit of an illness, hasn't quite been feeling himself. Um, so, Stro, you know, we we miss you, buddy, and uh, we really love to, you know, have you back as, as soon as you're well enough. Um, so we're going to uh, kind of just kind of jump right into things tonight, talking what ifs, and it, again, it's more of a, a fantasy booking, what if this event doesn't happen, or what if, you know, so-and-so never does what he did or any type of scenario like that that could really, you know, change the um, wrestling landscape for the better or for the worse, How you know, however you want to look at it. And, you know, this could go in a lot of different ways, um, a lot of different topics, a lot of variables out there, a lot of unknowns, and it's just be interesting to see kind of how we – would feel how the wrestling business would be different um, if some things really didn't happen. Oh, excuse me. So I'd like to uh, start tonight's discussion of greatest what-ifs. I'd like to start with, at least in my opinion, has to be one of the top five wrestling what-ifs out there. And that would be the events of October 14th, 1986. What if those 
events of October 14, 1986 never happened. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with that date, that's the date when um, NWA star, rising star, Magnum TA was in a, what we'll call a career-ending car accident. The wreck actually caused his C4 and C5 vertebrae to literally disintegrate or explode, and it was doubtful at that time whether he would even walk again. There was times, um, or I'm sorry, the, the, the right side of his body, I believe it was the right side of his body, was paralyzed for a few weeks or months even. Um, and for late in 1986, our Magnum was being pushed to have a run with the NWA title. Um, and it, back in the day, you know, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have things that we could just pull up immediately. We had wrestling magazines, and some are still being printed today. Um, and, but most of these magazines, if not all of them, had him even being compared to Hulk Hogan. That's just how hot Magnum TA was. Um, so my question is, how would the wrestling landscape be different had Magnum not been in that car accident? Um, would it would it have affected the WWE, WWF at the time? Could they have given really Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan, you know, a, a run for the money? You know, do they? Would, would the Monday Night Wars be different? Um, how long would Magnum have held the the title? Who would have been, you know, his challengers? Who would have maybe dethroned him in his run? Because I'm sure he would have had multiple title runs. I don't think they would have strung one long run together. Um, you know, the, the idea of maybe Nikita Koloff winning the title Good evening, Chaz. How are you? All right. Hey, how are you? Doing great. I'm sorry, I'm having a I'm I'm having a little uh, technical difficulties here with the the podcast cutting in and out. Um, hmm. Don't know how much you, don't know how much of it you heard because it was hard for me to see kind of what what happened or I don't know when I. Flipped out. I just heard like a like a buzzing in my in my ear, and um, you know, I realized that nothing was happening. So, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. You're doing great. Well, yeah. we're 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 talking we're talking greatest what ifs in professional wrestling, and I I brought up um, you know Magnum TA getting in his car accident. Um, don't know if you were watching wrestling that time. We're talking late eight, 1986, um, mm. down at, um, Georgia championship wrestling, mid Atlantic championship wrestling. Um, he was one of, you know, the biggest stars of the time. And a lot of people and those in the business were comparing him to, you know, a young Hulk Hogan of his time. And he gets into a car accident and really never, Never wrestles again, and kind of how would the the business be different? I know he was um, slated to win, or there's speculation that he was going to have a couple of title runs in the NWA. He was going to beat Ric Flair at one of the pay-per-views coming up, and of course that doesn't happen. Um, 
and you know we the, you know the rest they say is is history um but we're just talking what ifs the you know do you have a a greatest what if you know if something doesn't happen or something turns out differently or do you want to talk about something altogether different well I'm still having a hard time of grieving. Okay. And I just buried my mom last week. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of hard. Tough. Very, I'm sure. very tough. I'm sure. I know Meister's had a, a, a couple of rough weeks here he's just feeling a little bit under the weather so he's trying to get back and get better um you know we'll, we'll pray for him that he gets better you know sooner rather than later um but he's just having a, a little rough bout with some illnesses so you know we're we're praying for him like i said that he gets better and um you know he's able to join us back here real soon and kind of bring this whole podcast in for us and 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 you know do what he does best but i really am mm -hmm. sorry to you know to you know to hear about your mom um we'll yeah. be praying for you um thank you and you know you know i'm sure you know you know i i've heard that you know it, you know the pain never really goes away you just learn to live with it but you do have the memories you know of your mom and and growing up and you know, this is good, bad, or indifferent. She was, you know, she was still your mom, and you know, you'll still have, you know, those fond memories of her. I'm sure. Yeah. But did you um, did you have any thoughts on a what if? Mm. Mm. No. Well, I don't know if if it cut out or not, but I was talking about um. Hulk Hogan, when he wrestled for the AWA back in 1982, he actually beat Nick Bockwinkel for the AWA title. And there was some controversy surrounding it. There was some, you know, use of foreign objects, as they called them back then, um, in the match. The referee gives the bout to Hulk Hogan, and he wins the AWA title. But then roughly six days later, AWA president Stanley Blackburn kind of says, no, 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 this didn't happen, it's not going to happen this way, and literally hands the title back to Nick Bockwinkel. Um, mm. And really kind of, and there was a lot of things going on in the AWA at the time between Hulk Hogan and AWA owner Vern Gagne at the time. Um, some things were more, some things were personal, some were business, excuse me, but I think Vern saw this as a way of kind of, keeping Hulk Hogan around for a little bit, um, but then yanking it back from him six days afterwards. And, of course, we know that Hulk Hogan leaves to go to WWF, and the rest, they say, is history. But what if Hulk Hogan stays in the AWA and goes on a, a, a long run, even if it's a, a title run of a year, and he stays in the AWA? Does that delay the birth of what we know as Hulkamania? Does it not happen at all? And, you know, the, the ripple effect from that would be, you know, is there a WrestleMania, you know, that that starts this whole thing off? 
you know, who who takes his place in the WWF if, you know, Hulk Hogan doesn't go up there and, and beat the Iron Sheik in Madison Square Garden. Um, so it's kind of fun just to to talk about, you know, you know, what if, um, and, you know, just kind of a little bit of uh, fantasy booking, if you will, um, just to speculate on, you know, kind of what happens or give people some food for thought. Um, I know we, we just wrapped up Backlash. Um, did you have a chance to watch Backlash over the weekend? Yeah. What you think of the show? It was great show. Um, just unbelievable. Very brutal. Yeah, it, it was. It, yes, yes, it was. It reminded me of of, of the old school pay per views. Um, and I was on another podcast last week, and I I said that I, I think the the Bad Bunny Damian Priest match should not be on as late as it was, because typically I'm, I'm usually against celebrity versus wrestler kind of um, matches, because the, the celebrity is one he's not trained very well. He doesn't train every day for this. He doesn't do it every day, and that usually shows. It really usually leads to, you know, a, mm-hmm. a bad match between the two. And of course, the celebrity has to go over because they are the celebrity and. You know they're they're not going to lose, um, but and Bad Bunny impressed me. Now whether it was him or Damian Priest or a combination of both, but they put on a very very good match. I I thought and I I think it really did charge the crowd up. I thought it it did really well. Um, I thought that you know Bad Bunny looked good. I think Damian Priest looked really good. Um, I think if I had to grade the overall card, I, I think it, I think I'd give it a you know a, a solid B plus. Um, I, I don't give it a, you know an A rating for a couple of reasons. One, I, I think Seth Rollins needed to lose to um, to almost. I think he needed to be you know almost kind of squashed in a sense to to put over how big almost is and, and how much of a monster he is. Um, and I don't think they, you know, they, they did any justice to, um, to almost again, it's another big match that he loses. He doesn't seem to win, win big matches all the time. I think they need to have that done a little more consistently if they're going to continue to push him as a monster. But other than that, I, I think, you know, the, Everything came, you know, came off really well. I thought they, the, the WWE put on a, on a really good show. Yeah, they did really um, good. They did. I, I, I like the, the tension that they're building between the, the, um, the bloodline and and the Usos and Solo Sokoa, and I like that Roman hasn't been around in a couple of weeks. It adds to the drama. Um. You know, I, I, whoever is, is, is writing these is, is doing it. You know, a, a fantastic job, and you know, I, I hope that they continue. Um, I think the 
Sami Zayn did did really well, and with with Kevin Owens, don't really know that I was that impressed with Matt Riddle, but again, you know, I, I like the match. I like the the Brock Lesnar match with Cody Rhodes. A um, little more blood than I was expecting, but you know, I I, I think they did well. I think they did well. Hmm. Six or nine, you're on in the room. I'm sorry, WCW hmm. Retro. My got my shows confused. <laughs> Oh, come on, Howard. You don't know who this is? Uh, no, I know who it is. I just forgot what show I was on. And I'm doing double duty this week. <laughs> uh, and I'm still having a little bit of difficulty. I, I think it, my, my, my show cut in and out. Um, so I'm not yeah. sure. Put it this way. Tuesday night was, was an off show because... I heard you. I, I was unmuted. Tried to get to Kathy. All of a sudden, I was muted again. I was going back and forth. No, yeah, it was. It was crazy. It was I, I, I was telling Brady. I, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. I wasn't touching anything. You know, you think, but you know, sometimes it happens. That you know, that that they're happening. Um, I don't know how much of the early part of the show you you had had heard, but. We're talking kind of what ifs, what you know, the what ifs in professional wrestling. Yeah, you were, um, you were, you were started, talking about um, that convention that they had up in North Jersey. Right. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about um, tonight. I started the show off on what ifs, and what if this event never happens? You know, where does the world of professional wrestling go? And, and I started it with Magnum TA and his car accident. I don't know how much of Magnum TA's career you followed or how much of that Mid-South NWA talk, you know, late 86, 87 time period you followed. Um, Magnum J was really the next big star coming out of Jim Crockett promotions and being compared to um, Hulk Hogan at times with, you know, his, his popularity and his, his believability and, and everything. And then he's in the car accident and it really kind of just completely changes um, the landscape of, you know, professional wrestling, um, you know, as far as, you know, he never wins the title. He never wins the big one. Um, how long could he have had it? Does it really affect, you know, WWF at the time? Does it affect them being able to gobble up the smaller territories like they did? Um, and we talked a little bit about Hawk Hogan beating at Bockwinkle and then Vern Gagne taking it back. Um, a couple of days later, you know, if, if he holds the title for longer, does he even go to the WWF? Does he even entertain at that time jumping ship and, and moving and starting the whole Hulkamania that we know? Um, you know, and then, you know, that almost directly affects the first WrestleMania. They really have a ripple effect of something that seems small. But then it, it, it kind of, when you look at it and step back and look at what, you know, what if that never happened? You know, kind of like it's a wonderful life kind of scenario. You know, I wish I was never born. And then you find out that how different your life would have been on all the people that, that you affect. And kind of tying that into this one little event really does make a huge difference, you know, in in the world of professional wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. it's it, so good you know, 
Because I used to watch, let me see, I started out watching wrestling with my grandfather back in 1984. That's when Hulk Hogan came on. That's when the Superfly Snitter jumped at Madison Square Garden off the cage. You know? Yep. I said, wow, I'm getting, I'm going to get in there, into this stuff. I like this. You know? And I just followed it right. from then, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, and, and that's, that's what I saw. I started watching about 82, 83 ish, somewhere around there. Um, yeah. And then uh, c- cable TV. Yeah, cable TV came along and. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It just, you know, it exploded. And, you know, you have yeah, so much, it, you know, yeah, it, I mean, we have so much wrestling to watch now, but, oh, yeah. Yep, you always got to it watch those Sunday right after the Cardinal Saturday. Yep. Yep, because they used to have uh, wrestling shows there, like, every month, every Saturday afternoon or something like that, they used to have it. But during Super Bowl, they used to have a, a Super Bowl pre-show right there at the Spectrum. But it's WWE. Yeah. The, the, the Super Bowl. You could always catch it on Prism on, on Sunday afternoons, you know, the following day, which yeah. was yeah. as close as we could get to watching it live, you know, unless you actually went to the show. I want I want, I want, yeah. I want to refresh your memory, okay? There was a okay. female, okay? There was a female that used to sit around ringside that dressed up like a, uh, like Hulk Hogan and all. You know who that was? No. That was prime time Amy Lee back in the day. Really? Yes. Wow, I I, I didn't know that. Yes. See, wow. See how much you, uh, I knew it, see? Because I followed wow. prime time Amy Lee, wherever she goes, I'm there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that yeah, was, you know, I, 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 I loved it, you know. And, and then we talked a little bit of backlash just now. Um, I think I gave the the overall score or grade, if you will, if I had to grade it, um, an overall grade of probably a B plus. I think I think it was a really good show. Um, I think Brock, whether inadvertently or whatever, I think bled a little too much. I think I, I think I mean, it just seemed like there was a lot of blood towards that yeah, match. But I mean, it's Brock yeah, Lesnar, it he's, he's going to be able to do whatever he is. Um, <laughs> I don't think he'll be punished for it. Um, obviously, he wasn't because he came back out on Raw and, you know, kind of yeah. continued yeah. his feud not, with Cody Rhodes. It's not, not over, over till Brock wins. It's not over till Brock right. wins. You know that. Yeah. I was just a little uh, disappointed. I, 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 with I, I, almost, I think. Wait a minute. 
Maybe it's the first thing I've wrapped off, really, in the ring. Uh, cleanly, probably in a long time. And a, yes, in a long it a, time. It was, it was a clean pin. I, I really, you know, I, I would have to, I mean, I say go back and watch his matches, but over the last couple of years, I can only be about eight or nine matches. So, but yeah, it's been a long really? time, um, you know, since he lost cleanly like that. Um, which mm-hmm. I was surprised at. I, I thought maybe Brock would get disqualified or something, or there'd be some kind of shenanigans in there. Um, I did bring up that, you know, I was, I was kind of against the, the bad bunny ding. If you're, I mean, you were on the podcast when I said it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. I think I was wrong. I think bad bunny was able to pull off, you know, one heck of a match. And well, what, did I, what, he, what did I tell you? What did I tell you uh, in the room a couple weeks ago? Bad Bunny's going to win because it was Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah, no, I, you know, I figured he would win because he's a celebrity, but I didn't think it would be that good. Like, it was a good match. I, yeah. uh, you know, I, I normally don't like those matches because the celebrity's not – he's not a wrestler. They, they act. And, they, you know, they may not have the athleticism. They may not, you know, have the falls right. They may not, you know, may not have a lot of things. And, yeah, yeah, you, know, you know, it typically it, it, makes for a boring match. But it wasn't. It wasn't it was boring because, because it wasn't boring because you look who he brought out. Xavier Vega, Cardito, you know? Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at these people. Who else is they going to bring yeah. out, you know? That's what, who yeah, else is going to bring out. I love so it. Too. Me too. Yeah, I, you know, I, I thought it was great. You know, when he, when he spit the apple, uh, you know. Yep. That, that that was great, you know. I, I, I really did. I, 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 I enjoyed both, the show. I think they're both coming back though, for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think they're gonna come back for a little bit. I can see them coming back on a kind of a part time kind of thing. I mean, you know, the headbangers are, are you know, signed a deal with with WWE. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure what what exactly it's going to entail or how they're going to be used, but. I like the headbangers, you know, watching them, you know, you know, as I was growing up. Was little, yes, me too. Little, me I almost think this. I don't. I don't want to say disappointed, but I was a little bummed out that almost didn't squash Seth Rollins. I think he should have, or come close to it. I don't think he should have lost. I just think it destroys his his monster character. I mean, he's yes, never. Yes, yes. He's never it, it, won it, it, a, it, it, a big match. For me, I, I like the match, but, you know, Omar should have won that because, come on now, you know? They've done it because Jeff Brown's going to get that belt, you know? And I can see yeah, it already. He no, is I, going to get it. He is going to get it. I, I get it, but you, you, they could have worked it where, you know, almost beats him, and now, now Seth is focused and is laser focused on winning the title because he's so upset that he lost in a pay per view. And and, yeah. and you think it would have it would have it would have done both both of their characters good if you know, if, if, if that's how they to me if, if that's how they, they booked it, but you know they obviously they didn't they, they they have interference in that match, you know? That almost yeah, drive his way to be a giant, you know? It looks yeah, like Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant there, you know? 
Right, and you're you know you're pushing this guy as a monster heel, but he can't. I mean, look at his track record. He he don't win. He doesn't win at pay per views. He he wins every match except the big one. Yeah, you know, so they it should, kind of they destroys it to, oh, his momentum. They should have gave it to him. They should have gave it to him. Absolutely, you know, and he's, I don't think he's as polished as he he could be yet, but he he's getting there, and I you know I think he needs he needs the wins. He needs. The you know the the big wins mm-hmm. and the, just to con- kind of continue on you know his his monster tear you yeah, know I, but you know I think everything else what's that yeah but yeah yeah but there's uh the belt I don't like where they set it up with the belt you know it's the Raw's belt not SmackDown's belt why they got SmackDown I, I, people wrestling. I, I don't. You know what I'm it, it goes. It goes completely against what Triple H said the draft was for. Yep. It I, don't, raw I, don't, raw I don't. get home. it. Me it either. should be all raw. So looks, if you're on raw, you get a shot. This is our tournament. It's going to be our winner. Yeah. So they're yeah. they're opening it up to SmackDown, SmackDown which SmackDown already has. SmackDown already has or two world titles. So. I don't get they it. They got all the belts. They really got all the belts now. They got all yeah. of them. So, yeah, I just, I, I don't understand the logic there. I, you said it was the, wherever the world champion wound up in the draft, this title was going to go to that brand, which means that tournament should go to that brand and that brand only. So you're going to get guys competing on SmackDown for a title that, it's not on their brand, so if they win it now, they have to trade. Now they have to change sides. Yeah, or, or then like this, keep it on SmackDown. You know what I'm saying? SmackDown got all the belts except for the females' belts. Yeah. That's it. I just, I, I really don't. I don't understand it. I, I really don't. Me, me neither. That, I think um, that was the biggest shakeup that that Triple H was talking about. You know, the big shakeup. We're just not going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I. I don't know. I, I think Raw needs a title or, you know, I really wish they would have separated the titles and, you know, um, that way they don't have to have a essentially a third title out there. Or they need to unify the two titles that Roman has and make it one. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I just, I don't, I don't understand. Um you know, I I do like the the six man tag team match. I like the the dissension, I guess we'll call it, that's building between Sokoa and the Usos, and the fact that Roman hasn't been around in a couple of weeks. I think you know it really makes for interesting television yeah. coming up. You know, I think Roman has a a lot of you know questions to answer, but I hope they play it off that. You know, he's the tribal chief, and he don't have to answer anybody's question, you know, which would further yeah, the, yeah, because was a, you know. What, because there was a couple times that they were ready to batter her out in that ring, and, you know, and Roman's going to say something about it, and I think uh, the Uso's going to get mad what he's going to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. You you can tell he's, whatever it is, he's going to paint Sokoa that, you know, hey, you know, you were right and justify what he did. And be like, okay, you know, it's it, it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I, just, I just want to see where it, where it kind of goes from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much, how much longer. Yeah, I, I don't know how much longer Matt Riddle will be there. Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I mean, I. I like him there, but he just doesn't. Just seems like he just doesn't fit. And not in the same way that Sami Zayn didn't fit in the bloodline. It's just he, you know, he's annoying. You know, Kevin doesn't want him around, but Sammy kind of taking a liking to him. So does yeah. that does that separate the the tag team champions? Does that you know break them up? I, you know, I don't I don't know. You know, I, well, it'll be interesting to see. watch it tomorrow night and find out what's going to, going to happen tomorrow night. That's all, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. And plus, you got the um, your female belts. Didn't switch them over yet? No. No, they, they will. I, I, I think they'll they'll get to it or, or they'll just, I don't know if they're going to make a, make a big deal about it or if, you know, they'll just come out with them and, and act like it's always been that way. You know, it, yeah. but they are creating, yeah, just, uh, you know, a little bit of confusion in, in the women's division that way. I, you I know, know, I don't, I don't, I don't you, know. you know, Rippy gave, gave me the twirl because uh, she was wearing white. She wasn't wearing black like she always. She always, right. this time she wore white. I don't know why. Yeah, I, I I don't know. They they used to say that, um, and I, I haven't really dug into the history, but um, Macho Man would wear different tights to signal whether he was winning or not, and you could tell by the tights yeah. that he wore, yeah, you know, if he was going to win or lose. And I thought that, you know, and I never really looked into it, but there was always that mystique, you know, that he. You know, he changed his tights, whether they were yellow or black or, you know, whatever color he wore. If you wore a certain color, then, you know, that was his his sign telling you that, hey, I'm losing tonight without telling you, hey, I'm losing tonight. Yeah. So, you know, it was – but it was nice. Like I said, I liked the pay-per-view. I liked the, the overall um, presentation. Um, I thought Brock and Cody could have gone a little bit better. Um, it was very physical, a very physical match. Yeah, it um, wasn't even a, a ten-minute match. You know what I'm saying? Not even that. No, no, it wasn't. No, but then again, I don't know if Brock cutting himself like that, if he could have gone more than ten minutes. I actually just and, think yeah, that, uh, Brock probably called off the match right there and then after he showed a lot of blood. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he had a lot to do with that. Yeah. Um, but you know, Brock is Brock, and he'll he'll you know he'll do what he wants. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I I thought the Austin Theory triple threat was a little flat and fast. Um, I think that was under ten minutes as well. Yeah, um, I just think when yeah, when, you, when you have three guys of that caliber, I mean, they I don't want to say they're top tier guys to make it sound like I'm disrespecting them, but they are they are definitely upper mid-card to top-tier guys, and you get three of them together, and it only goes, you know, eight, nine, ten minutes. That should have been a, a you know, 16, 17-minute match with those guys in it, especially with three of them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I, so I think between that and the almost match, I think that's why I I graded it on the lower end. If either one of those two matches were, if if, if almost goes the other way and he wins, it's definitely an A show. Or, and, and on top of that, if you know Theory Lashley and and Reed go a little bit longer, I think it makes it an A show. But again, I'm not diminishing the fact that it was a great pay per view. Um, a lot of a lot of interesting. Um, dynamics from it, a lot of different ways they can go with it. Um, they left a lot of things open. Nothing was finished, which I think is good. Um, unless, you know, this is the end of a feud somewhere, the pay-per-view should always be leaving you for more or even if maybe answer a question, but, you know, or answer the question, but then bring up another one to keep you moving from pay-per-view to pay-per-view. And I think that was, that's been lacking, yep. you know, in, yeah. in the last couple of years with their, their consistency at least. You know, I, I think that's, that's been very, um, very um, lax over the years. And now that it seems like, at least on paper, that Triple H has a little bit more creative control. And I like it. I like the direction that it's going. Um, you yeah, know, I you like, never know, you know, you don't, you don't know the unexpected's going to come, put it that way. Right, right. And, you know, and I think that's where McMahon in, in his later years, the last, you know, three, four, maybe five years got very predictable, which made the, um, the pay-per-views boring. Um, yeah, yep. I thought, you know, I thought, I thought Cody Rhodes losing on Monday, you know, was, it was a bit of a shock. I think people were expecting Cody Rhodes to win and be at least in the tournament, um, you know, but now it's, it's clear that he's not because he's still going to be wrapped up with Brock, which I think, again, is the right choice. I think a one-off match yeah. with Brock, because that's what wasn't making much sense. I'm like, well, he's going to be in the tournament. He's going to be involved in that. But as we can see, Brock put an end to that, which, again, in hindsight, you know, again, I didn't know the booking. It, it kind of makes sense now. And it kept yeah, together. Yeah, because if you look at it, there, I think there are two top major stars uh, with Roman, you know, the top three. Roman, Brock, right. and Rose. Right, and I, and I thought there's no way that Rose is losing this match. I don't care who's in it. If he's in it, he's winning it. And then he does it. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, that goes a long way with, even Triple H saying, you know, listeners, you know, kind of, there's more surprises coming. You know, we, we right, have, we have going, more to offer. I'm going on note, okay? This is a spoiler alert, okay? I'm not saying it might happen, maybe, okay? Next year, at WrestleMania, Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Watch and see. Oh, yeah. I, I said that a, a couple of weeks ago, that that the money and the draw is always in the the good guy chasing for the title. Um, and um, I heard, I just read an article today, and Dutch Mantel said the same thing, that the, nobody wants to see, you know, nobody's going to really pay to see a bad guy lose when you have a good guy champion, unless that good guy happens to be Hulk Hogan. But unless, nobody, unless, nobody, nobody wants to see unless that. He, 
Unless it could be a triple threat match for the first time for the championship, they'll have Brock Lesnar in that, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't like, especially for, for heavyweight championships, I don't like triple threat matches. I don't like triple threat matches, you know, a lot anyway. But, again, it does leave, you know, the, the champion, if he loses and doesn't get pinned, the ability to say, well, I was never beat for it. No, so to me, in my mind, I'm still, I'm still the man. Um, yeah, I saw, but, I, I saw, you know, a, I saw something about um, about Lando that might not carry uh, the Royal Rumble because the biz not up yet for the Royal Rumble in Orlando. Oh, really? Yeah, really? So I saw our, Yeah, it was on. It was on uh, Orlando uh, news station talking about oh. They might not even have the Royal Rumble here because the biz not up yet and all this other stuff. They're going through a lot of paperwork and all this other stuff, and they, the guys are going to give out answers maybe tomorrow about about this. Hmm. If they pass it well, that's not. interesting. Because, <laughs> because they, they really messed up the whole town there in Orlando last time they were there at, at the Royal Rumble. Hmm. Yeah, that is it. Well, we'll to keep an eye on that to see kind of what's going on. Yeah. Because that's what, that's in February, right? I think January. Oh, January. Why did I think of February? I don't know. I think January, I'm not sure the exact date. I think it's the the last weekend of January. Okay. You know, I'm just giving you a heads up, you know, if you hear anything about it, you know, we are pinpointing on that on that story right there, you know, that they got it or not. January 28th. Oh, wait, no, that was 2023. That's this year. Hold on. I need next year's location. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at my... Did you find it? I found it. It starts off with them talking about it possibly taking January 27th. Okay. 2024. So far, it's still listed as Orlando. That that hasn't changed. Okay. But that'll be interesting. And again, it'll be yes. interesting to see who's, you know, who's in it and kind of, you know, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind right, of I'm looking forward to it. Put it this way. If, it, if Orlando has it, okay, I want to see more surprises, not like last year. There was probably no surprises in that, in that rumble last year. You know what I'm saying? There were none. There were none. We, we, right. knew, we knew Cody was coming back. We knew Cody was winning it. What was the surprise? There were no surprises. Other than Rey Mysterio not being in it. You know, and there's speculation that he should be the winner because he was never eliminated. So, you know, yeah, I think they they need to they need to bring back some of the surprises, even if it's just for the night. You know, a yeah, you know, a yeah. a legend, a legend or two or three. You know, something to you know to make us say, oh wow, you know. But 
But I am excited, and I've been excited to watch pay-per-views in, in a long time because they've been bored. But it looks like Triple H is trying to kind of build bring some life up. into this. Yeah, yeah build it up. And because back then, okay, they had two stars right there that came out without without nobody knowing it. Paulito and Sabio yeah, Vega. And, and, and with, the, with the Internet nowadays, it, it, it's hard to keep stuff like that a secret anymore. Right. You know, back when we started watching it, we we had to we had to go to the wrestling magazines, and none of them were giving up. Like we didn't know when guys' contracts expired. We didn't know when they were leaving, and you know, we had we had no insight of that. Now we know how much they make, when their contracts up, and and we know months. I mean, we're talking now about um, Drew McIntyre being unhappy, and you know, potentially not. Not re-signing with WWE, we never would have heard about that in the in the early to mid '80s or even into the early '90s. I know we, uh, we would have. Been. I know. Yeah, listen to this. Earlier Saturday, right? I got on, on my internet on, on my other Facebook page, right? A buddy of mine, okay. We saw here and there and all this other stuff, right? He's saying that he's got a couple of friends that was at the airport before the show started. Brock Lesnar was at the airport, but they called him back because Brock got what he wanted, the main event uh, match. That's what he wanted. Hmm. And got something hmm. or what? No, that's... He was wow. ready to leave. He was ready to leave Puerto Rico at the airport. Wow. I said, I said you swear about that? I said, yeah, because, because he didn't get what he wanted. He wanted the main event. And that bunny should have been the main event. You know what I'm saying? No, you that's what, well, that, I, I, you know, I, I, I agree with you now, but if you would have told me that last week, I'd have been like, no, you're out of your mind. But right. I do agree. I think, I think that, that should have really closed out the show. I, I think that that crowd would have been so charged up leaving there that, you know, yep. it, it, it would, it would have been, it would have been awesome to see all, you know, just even one of them, so it's even just Savio Vega or um, what's the Carlito came up, you know, by themselves, it would have been enough. But then we got both of them. You yeah. Know, and, that, and if that's how it ended, that that would have been fantastic. You know, and just, but, you know, you know that's why, I guess that's why we don't, we don't book and we don't do all this stuff, you know, but, you know, it, it, it is, it is nice to, to see it, and it is nice to do some kind of fantasy land kind of kind of stuff. But I'm looking yeah, forward to you know to Night of Champions. Um, me too. You know, I think I think that you know, um, and and, and a lot of it the is, coming up. Yeah, and and a lot of it ha- you know has to do with and and is all on Triple H because you know it's um. You know, it, it's all his doing, and it's his, you know, breath of fresh air that he's bringing, and the excitement that he's bringing. I'm just, yeah. let's see, when is, when is Night of Champions? That is May 27th, so we're, we're roughly two weeks away. What, one, two weeks and two days away. I'm wondering, they have Cody and Brock listed as a singles match. I'm wondering if if, if Brock or... Even Cody throws in, a, you know, a 
stipulation again. I think it's a little too early um, because I, I think this this feud has to carry on until probably SummerSlam, I think. Um, but do they do a cage match or mm-hmm. you know a, a no DQ kind of match? And do they end it, you know, at SummerSlam with like an I Quit match or you know like a Hell in a Cell or or or, or something along those lines. Um, yeah, and, and, but, and there might be another possible match for uh, Night and Champions. It's going to be uh, Becky Lynch against Trish Stratus because she's back. She's the yeah, I saw her come back. Yeah, I, I, and I, again, I, I, th- I thought that was that was well done. Um, it, it was, but yeah, I just I don't, you know, I, I don't like the the tournament. I. I, I thought it was going to be played out just on Raw, but then me when it too, started announcing, you know, all of the the stars from SmackDown, I mean, you got Styles, Edge, Rey Mysterio, Theory, Lashley, and Sheamus. I, I don't It's going to come down to Lashley, okay, and Jeff Rollins. Watch and see. That's it. I, I think I I think they could have done the whole tournament at Night of Champions with the the Cody Rhodes block, you know, Brock Lesnar match being in the middle there somewhere. Yeah, and really did the yes. whole tournament in one night. I think it would have been a, a really good pay per view. They should, one, they, should have more, they should have more guys. You know what I'm saying? More more, more matches right. for the tournament. Not not all these triple threat matches. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you could you could have you could have had Seth and and Shinsuke, you know, wrestle each other, and Finn Balor and and the Miz give Damian Priest somebody to wrestle, and find one you know two or three other stars. I mean, it's not like you don't. I mean, Raw has the stacked roster now. You could have given guys, you know, an opportunity just just to fill out the card. And this really could mm-hmm. have been this could have been a, a raw night of champions. And then you can run a night of champions, you know, somewhere else in, in the year, you know, for for SmackDown. But yeah, I, I just I think it does a disservice to the tournament. It, it you know, Triple H kinda lied a little bit and said, Well, this is gonna be, you know, the Raw championship and you got guys on SmackDown wrestle for it. Like you said, it just doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't. They should have done it. Uh, doesn't seem like, it. like it, well, They should have done it as the King of the Ring when that order tournament was right there. The King of the Ring tournament. Yeah. They, all all right, in one. And, and the whole. Yeah, the whole tournament. And even if you make that tournament just that, and you exclude Cody Rhodes and 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 Brock Lesnar, let them kind of show where we were in May, June. Yeah, it would have been kind of hard to. Because what do they have in June? What pay-per-view do they have in June? Is that Money in the Bank? Uh, I think so, yeah, in the U.K. So, yeah, you, you could have you could have had it uh, them wrestle there, and then again in SummerSlam, or even Survivor Series, wrap it up at Survivor Series, um, or the Great American Bash or whatever, and just make this night yeah. all about the, the culmination of your new um, – you know, heavyweight champion on on the Raw side. 
And I just, I just think they did a disservice to the brand. If they had the American Bash, you know who's going to win it? The red, white, and blue, Cody Rose, you know? Cause he can win right, that. but that's what I'm saying. That, yes. was his, that was his thing right there. You know, Bash of the Beach. You know, the Bash of the uh, thing and all. You know what I'm saying? The American Bash. Right. No. Cody Rose started that yeah. one up. Yeah, and I just, I, you know, I, I think, you know, you could have culminated it there, put it, you know, put it into their feud there, and then, you know, maybe he gets hurt and, you know, you know, K-Fed gets hurt and he's off TV for a little bit and, and he comes back and he's, you know, on fire to, to, um, to chase Roman for the title to WrestleMania. Yeah. It might happen that way, you know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah, at the SummerSlam. At the SummerSlam. Right. Yeah, and, and I think it will. It just it just needs to to build a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me let me take this call. Hold on. Okay. Hey, you're you're on WCW Retro, man. What's going on? Six one five. You there? Yeah. Hey. How are you? Hey, oh, this is uh, Patty. Patty. Yeah. How you doing, Patty? Oh. I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, Patty. Stroh's Stro- 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 a little under the weather. He, he's he's not able to join us, so it's Howard and Rathway here filling in for him, man. What's going on? Uh, not much. Just kind of hanging out with family. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Did, did you have a chance to watch Backlash? Huh? Did you get a chance to see Backlash over the weekend? No. TV no. was out. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh. But that's well, that's okay. Nice. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> no, that's good. It's, it's good, though. It was a, It was a good show. It was a good show. So, you, miss, you miss a lot. You miss a lot in one night. Yeah. yeah. So we, we have we, we have Night of Champions coming up, and now that we have SmackDown involved, which really doesn't make any sense, but it is what it is, who, who do you see winning the new WWE title? Who, who Who's your pick? <laughs> what, the new title? He's not he's not actually in the tournament, so um you know we hopefully you know I mean I'm looking forward to him coming back. But on the raw side mm-hmm. you have Seth Rollins advancing to the to the finals and then you have the winner of a triple threat between AJ Styles, Edge and Rey Mysterio, and then a triple threat between Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley and Sheamus. And those two winners will wrestle again that same night, and then that winner will move on to face Seth Rollins. So you, it's Seth Rollins versus one of the following: either AJ Styles, Edge, Rey Mysterio, Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, or Sheamus. And my man Austin Theory's still in it, so I still got a shot. I don't like mm-hmm. it, but I still got a shot. But I think Seth Rollins is the the overall favorite. I think he's the guy they're they're going to put it on. 
Um, you know, and we can debate whether he deserves it or not. I think he does. Um, he's been been very very well received coming <coughs> excuse me, coming back. Um, he, you know, he just seems to to be over with with the fans now. They're, you know, they're they're loving him, and I think he can he can elevate that title. You know, to kind of where it needs to be. But you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I would love to see Austin Theory get it, but you know, if I had to put money on it, if I had to bet the house, I think it would be Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I think he's but, going to get it. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. And, and deservedly so. You know, I think Seth Rollins is is a good choice. You know, Edge Edge and Rey Mysterio they're they're probably on their way out. Um, AJ Styles is just coming back. I don't know that he's got really enough momentum yet. Um, he hasn't done anything um, since he was drafted. So we'll. We'll see how that goes, and I, I think after after that, I can see you know potentially Bobby Lashley coming out on that side if, if that's how it plays out, coming up short, but then winning money in the bank and maybe cashing in his money in the bank somewhere down the road and beating an already beaten Seth Rollins who just barely pulls out a victory over whatever opponent it is. And Lashley winning, winning the title. You know, and, and, but again, this is the new era under. It seems like anyway under Triple H, the a new regime. You know, I was just saying earlier, I, my desire to watch pay per views up until Backlash was, and if I got to watch it, I did. I usually watched it the next day so I could avoid all of the the commercials and the the replays of what happened, but. For the most part, I watched probably 85 to 90 percent of backlash as it happened, and I, I mean, I wound up falling asleep a little bit, so I, I watched probably a half hour's worth of it the next day. But you know, and it, 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 he's really kind of reinvigorated the the pay per view, and that spark that the pay per views had a few years ago, I think, is back now under Triple H, and I'm interested to see kind of where he takes it now. That it's, it, like I said, it seems like he has. More control. I don't want to say full control, but more control than he had before. So it'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. where we go from yeah. here. Um, my only my only hang up with backlash was, as we were talking earlier, I think almost should have won. I think he should have almost kind of squashed Seth Rollins. You know, I, I think he should have just run right through him and and beat on him for a little bit. Seth Rollins gets a little bit of offense, but could never overcome just the size of almost. And, and I think they're doing him a disservice because of his size. He never wins at a pay-per-view. Um, you know, it, it just it just seems like they're he's losing his his credibility and, and his believability in being a monster. He loses to a much smaller guy um, who he should have just squashed. Like we are talking about back in the day, Andre the Giant, would have squashed these guys. The Big Show in his day would have squashed these guys. I don't know why they're not pulling the trigger with him and just letting him really just decimate the roster and being that larger-than-life guy. And this Andre did it and, and rarely ever held any kind of title of any of any sort. He was just an attraction. 
and he was worth coming to see, and I think they can do that with almost. He just he just loses too much. I think they could have had him in handicap matches, two on one, three on one, let him win a couple, you know, old school battle royals, and it's just it's just not happening. And I, I don't know what their thought process is. I don't know what their grand scheme of things are with him, but I, I think they're going about it wrong. So Triple H, if you're listening, you need to you need to step up your game with almost and and give him really what's what's his, and that's every superstar on the roster just keep feeding them and letting him just destroy whoever's in front of him. Oh, you know, and I, think I, I know would bring why. Back, I know why Brock Lesnar lost. Why did he lose? Because somebody, because I just read it, okay, somebody from AEW saying that Brock Lesnar was on drugs. Guess what? He was on drugs. Well, I, I know, I know he, he tested failed. positive for steroids after his yeah after his last UFC fight. He yes. tested positive, and he was never disciplined from the WWE over that because they made a they they came off with well it, it didn't happen on our watch it was kind of outside our control, which which is BS because they something should have happened, you know. Yep. But and that's probably, and, and if, that's listen, probably if, right there. If, but if that's your punishment, is having him lose, eh, what kind of punishment is that? I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I, I, me, me either. I don't know. No. This is Brock is He's always going to beat Brock. Yeah, but I found something about SummerSlam though. What's it's that? Happening, it's going to happen in Detroit, and you want to see Bad Bunny again? He's, is, next, is he from Detroit? A bad bunny, I think he is. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know, I know he's Puerto Rican, but I mean, was he born in Puerto Rico or? Let's see. Let me look. Um, he's born there. Yeah, look at that. No, it was. It was Sounds like born and raised in like San Juan, and yeah, I don't see any any big ties okay. to Detroit. Really, I mean, I'm, I'm looking quickly. I may have looked, overlooked something, but yeah, no, I don't. I don't see. I don't see anything. That's, no, that's weird. You know what I'm saying? Bad Bunny's going to be in Detroit. Maybe that's where his current studios is. Hmm. Might be what they're up to. <laughs> well, he's, I mean, he's got a concert in Detroit. When is that? Does that? Oh, no. Oh, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I, I was wrong. Yeah. But it would make sense for him to come back. I mean, maybe not right away, but... Um, you know, him coming back at some point, you know, w- you know, would definitely make sense. Um, he has done a, a couple yeah. of shows up in Detroit. He plays at a couple of clubs and everything. But, I mean, you could technically say he was at a club in Detroit while he was there. You know, maybe he gets interrupted, you know, by Damian Priest or something. 
Um, but, I, you know, I, I, I do, and, and I say this very rarely with celebrities, um, you know, I would like to see more of him. I, I think he, he's a good character. I, I think for the most part he, he knows just enough to put on a good match with the right performer, and I think Damien Priest is that guy. I think Damien did a heck of a job kind of carrying him, you know, through that match um, and, and making it look as, as good as it did. I think as good as it looked, that is all on Damien Priest. I think that, you know, you know, he was the guy that obviously that, you know, that orchestrated it, that was calling everything. You know, they had their big spots. They knew what they were going to do. And it actually looked like Bad Bunny was had been wrestling, you know, for a long time. That was always my, my hang-up with celebrities. They make it seem like, at least on paper, they make it seem like, hey, listen, if I – if I hook up with a with a wrestler, you know, in a weekend, you know, I, I I could perform at the same level that these guys are, and that's that's not necessarily true. And, and very rarely is it true. These guys train every single day for what they do. They train hard. They take it seriously. Um, you look at the the match that back way back that Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor had. I believe I don't know if it was at WrestleMania or one of them. It was a horrible match, a horrible match. And Bam Bam did his best to make Lawrence – and as much as I like Lawrence Taylor as a football player, he's just not a wrestler. And it showed during that match. And that was my – that's my big hang-up with, you know, using celebrities. I get it. They draw they draw money. They put people in the seats. And, you know, I'll, I'll quote Bill Watts, you know, it, this business is about putting – putting a butt every 18 inches. And if that means bringing Bad Bunny back, as long as he continues to perform at that level, I would watch him more often. Absolutely would. I think he's a heck of a performer. You know? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here it is. Bad Bunny, Chicago. Shoulder Field. August 20th. No, that that was next year. That could be it right there, you know? Because he, he did perform there last year. August 20th. Mm-hmm. Well, that's... I mean, listen, this is the world of professional wrestling. I mean, anything is, <laughs> is possible. Huh? Yeah, anything... You know, I mean, Unexpected. Put it that way. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm hoping that we that we get more, you know, of of the unexpected, um, you know, under under the Triple H, you know, watch. I, you know, I, you know, I, I hope that you know there, there's more, um, you know, of this, you know, and more, like like we said earlier, more surprises and. You know, I, I, like I said, I know they they signed the headbangers to a to some sort of deal. I don't know what it is. Um, it seems like they have Savio Vega and, and Carnito wrapped up a little bit. Again, whether it was just for backlash, I hope it wasn't. Um, I hope maybe they they quote unquote mentor the LWO, you know, with Rey Mysterio and Battle of Judgment Day for a little bit. You can, I mean, I know they're older. But you can, um, 
put them in tag team matches so they don't have to, um, I don't want to say work as hard, but, you know, so they're not out there as, as often. Um, let's see, how old is Savio Vega? Yeah, he's old. He is, he's, he's 58. So, you know, you put him in, in, a, in a tag team match. I'm older than him. <laughs> um, you know, putting in, put him in a, uh, you know, either a tag team or or even a six man where he doesn't have to get as involved. Um, you know, and you know, I think it would really it would really sell tickets. It, it would you know reinvigorate his career a little bit, kind of a a, a going out. And, and Carlito's forty four, so even you know those two with you know even with Rey Mysterio, I think could put on a heck of a match with the Judgment Day. And I think, you know, the Judgment Day would, would welcome wrestling those those three legends, if you will, you know, in a match, yeah. whether, you know, it's on Raw or SmackDown or, or a, um, you know, or an upcoming pay-per-view. It might be know, SummerSlam. Anything like that. It could be SummerSlam. It might be SummerSlam. Yeah. So, listen, they could, they could milk this all the way to Survivor Series and have, you know, an old-school Survivor Series type. Yeah. Five on five. So, you know, it it really could, you know, really get interesting, you know, with what they're doing. And I, and I like what they're doing. Like I said, I, you know, the excitement's back um, where, you know, the excitement that hasn't been there in in quite a long time, you know, it's, you know, it, it it's it's getting back. And I like what Triple H is doing. I'm, I'm interested to watch Night of Champions, and like I said before, Backlash. I can't tell you the last time that I wanted to to watch a pay per view, even WrestleMania. I was still a little hesitant to watch WrestleMania. I was like, eh, do, do I really want to invest? Really, I, I, I tell everybody, don't bother me because my wrestling's on. Come on, watch and see what happens. <laughs> but, but that's because how it used to be. That, what happened is that I want to see up close what happens. I don't want nobody to tell me I got to go back and look at it and all the sort of stuff. I want to see it for myself, you know? Right. No, I, but that's how it used to be with me. Like, I didn't want to hear it the next day or I didn't want to see it, you know, on the on the Internet. I wanted to see it live as it happened, so I felt like I was part of it. And and even going back to the to the – TV shows with the 605 on Saturdays and and Sunday and wrestling on Mondays and it was Thursday night SmackDown. It was moved to Friday and then yeah, had, you know yeah. WCW. I was one of those guys flipping back and forth between Raw and and Nitro, back and forth. You know, and hey, same here. Same you know, here. You know that that excitement is is back now. I'm looking forward to the pay per view. You know what? You know how is Triple H going to top? What he did at Backlash at Night of Champions. What's he going to do to to elevate, you know, this pay per view? What's he going to do to make me watch the next pay per view and then watch all of the the programming in between? And, I, and again, I love that Roman's been absent for a little while. I always said with Roman Reigns, less is more. You know, the because back in the day when Ric Flair was champion in the NWA, you rare, rare, you rarely saw him wrestle on television what for what he called for free. Rick Flair never wrestled for free. 
You would always see him, and you always wanted to see him wrestle in the pay-per-views. And when he did wrestle on the the free shows, it was against, you know, a, a an enhancement talent, and usually against George South, who was one of his favorite opponents. He speaks highly of George South, you know, from the from the Mid Atlantic days and and the Georgia Championship Wrestling and and all of that. You know, George made you know made him made him look good, made him, and not that he had to make Ric Flair look good, but it, it was always a good match. And I think that's where they're headed with Roman. You, I don't think you'll ever. You won't see Roman wrestle probably singles matches on Raw or SmackDown, which I think is good. It, it saves him for the pay-per-views. But you'll see him kind of running things the same way kind of Ric Flair ran the horsemen, kind of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They, you know, Ric Flair, Ric Flair is a little more vocal than, um, than Ric Flair. I mean, Ric Flair is a little more vocal than Roman Reigns is, but Roman Reigns has that mystique about him where he is, you know, the, the head of the table and what he says goes and, and nobody questions that. Not Paul Heyman, not Sokoa, and certainly the Usos better not question that. But I think they're going to, yeah. and that's kind of what's going to put them on the outs, at least one of them. Roman is a top guy. You know why? Because his family, this Ryle Samoan, Grew up in the WWE. That's why they keep in order Samoans with all the Samoans. They don't want to go oh, to, yeah. to a different league. You know what I'm saying? No, the, and, That's and what it is. That's and, what and, it is. And and that and that bloodline, if you want to call it that, is is very deep. There's so many Samoans out there. I mean, they can they could. Um, bring in, you know, more Samoans and, and kick out Samoans and kind of just keep replenishing that that pool. And then, you know, as let's say, just say, for sake of argument, the, the Usos are, are, are banished from the bloodline and they replace them with somebody else. The Usos can, if, if it happens on Raw on Monday or SmackDown or whenever it happens, it happens. They could be gone from the bloodline for a year and then worked our way back into it, and it would be fresh again, and it would be, you know, almost like they never left, but they were gone for a while. And I, I, I do like how they, how they, how they do it. They, they kind of messed it up with the with the four horsemen a lot. I think they, they brought in some guys that really didn't need to be there or shouldn't be there. But with this bloodline, mm-hmm. it takes it in a, in a whole other direction. And like I said, their their family tree is so big. You know, you, you right. have all of this talent that, that's available, you know, and yeah, I think it's really a, an unlimited supply of, of talent that they could really interchange at any time just to keep the keep Roman the head of the table, you know, and, until we find the next, you know, big superstar that's going to be the head of the table, which I don't think is, is even here yet. But no, it's he's not. probably going to be the head of the table no, for the not. next probably three or four years at least. Yeah. You know, whether he holds the title that long or they're not. They're going to run in the, the, uh, the belt, you know. Going to get him to right. run the belt, you know. And, and I like that. And I like seeing him. Right. I, I, don't, I, I don't like seeing him wrestle every single week. I think that's early on in his run. He, he kind of got worn out. Um. But now that he's, you know, the less is more kind of 
thing has kind of taken over. I, I like I like him showing up once a month to work, and the other times when he's when he's there, he's either giving instructions or he's saying very little, but he's there, and he's an influence. He's there and he's in a the presence. back talking. Just in the back, and and I love. I, I didn't think the whole Paul Heyman thing would work with him, but I love Paul Heyman as a manager. Um. And, and I especially love him as a heel manager. I don't think he makes a very good baby face manager, but he plays that slimy, backstabbing little weasel kind of like Bobby Heenan did. And he's kind yeah. of right up there yeah. with this guy. This guy's not athletic. He can't wrestle, but he wants to interject himself into a match, and he can take a bump, and he, and he has his entire career. You know, and I, I do like the Paul Heyman character. I, I really like his, just his, again, just his presence there is enough. Remember, remember, and, okay, you should run ECW, okay, here yes, in Philadelphia. Yep. He was skinny at the time. He was real skinny yes, was. at the time, but, but look at, look at him now, you know? I remember when he was yeah. skinny, and, he, and they were going to bring me in as Spike Dudley, but they found another Spike Dudley. <laughs> because because I saw I, I saw Bubba Ray at one of Dennis Carlizo shows here up in up in Yardville, okay where I live at. Okay. Uh-huh. And and, uh, and Bubba Ray said we'd like to have you come to come to the arena and meet Bobby uh, meet uh, Paul Heyman. I said sure, why not? I, I got in there for free. They were feeding me the front row ticket and all, and he comes out. And, he, and uh, talking, he walks back there, and he comes back and grabs me. So it's going in the back for a little bit. But it, but oh, very nice. I almost I almost got chosen to be Spike Dudley because I was small enough, you know. Right, and I, and I like Spike Dudley. I think he was a great addition to the Dudleys. <laughs> you know, I I loved the whole Dudley clan in ECW. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought that was done well, and I I think. Paul Heyman is really, you know, and we use we sometimes overuse the term genius, but I think the guy's a, <coughs> excuse me, a genius when it comes to wrestling and storylines yeah. and storytelling. And yes. aside from really, you know, the old guys, Dusty Rhodes and Flair and, and, and all those guys, he can deliver a great promo. You know, and yep. well, I, I well, know when, when Cody that, was, you know? When, yeah, and, and I know when 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 Cody was chasing Roman and they were kind of making it personal, a little bit little part of me wishes that Dusty was still alive to to help, and not that Cody needed it, but can you imagine the promos that that Dusty and Paul could have had leading up to WrestleMania? You know, with them kind of both being the mouthpieces for for their respective you know entertainers. I think that would have been you know really wrestling gold at the time. I think they would have done fantastic as the, the promo guys. Not Again, not that they needed it. Cody certainly doesn't need it. Oh, I think his promos have gotten better. Um, you know, Roman really doesn't, doesn't need it, but they do it, they do it so well. And, you know, I, I you know, I just love, love listening to him and, and love kind of how he's always hiding behind somebody, whether it's Roman or, or Sokoa. Even when he's talking to the Usos, he's hiding behind somebody to kind of give them their marching orders and tell them, oh, go, you're not needed tonight. You know, go 
go back to the plane or go back to the hotel and, you know, we have all this food and stuff for you and, you know, just, just, just get out of here. You know, like leave me alone. And I, I think it's mm-hmm. done very, very well. And I, I do see this. It's, it hasn't gotten stale yet. And I don't see it getting stale for, for quite some time. No. I really not, don't. Not, not now. Because no. I, I, gave I, me, I think they, I, I gave me Dusty Road a couple of times, a couple of occasions, right? And uh, every time you see me, you say, come here, come here. I, I, shake my hand, you know, you, because you always give me good luck because I like your style, right? Because I'm always walking in there with the red and yellow shirt on and all. He likes me, you know, right? I said, all right, I'm going to show you another style, right? And I showed him a picture, right? He said, mm-hmm. is that my damn son? He said, is that my damn son? Dustin? I said, oh, I said, no, that's me. I said, that's me. He said, well, I got to tell my tell my son about this one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, and I wish. That was the last, that was the last time I seen him before he passed away. Wow. And, and I don't know where his contract is, but, you know, I hope that while Cody is in the WWE, that Dustin comes back for – because, I mean, he's getting older as well. Um, yeah. You know, I, I hope that he's um, able to come back and just have kind of one more last hurrah, with, you know, with his brother. Um, he's 54 as well. In fact, yeah, today, actually, today is his birthday. April 11th. Oh, wait, that's April 9th. So it just turns it before last month. Oh, yeah. So. I like to see him come back and, and do the gold dust gimmick. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. One more time. Absolutely. Oh, that, and that's the only way I think. Well, I think go, I'm going on a record, God. okay? I'm going mm-hmm. to say next year, Hall of Fame, gold dust will be in a Hall of Fame. That's when he's going to come back. Next year, yep. Yeah, and he can't come back as anything else. He's got to come back as Goldust. We all know who he is. Yeah. You know, and it it seems like the WWF is comfortable now with saying that that is, you know, that's Cody's brother, you know, and because they did it it earlier with Stardust and Goldust, which I didn't really buy the whole Stardust thing, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But if he comes back as gold dust to help, you know, Cody win, you know, at at WrestleMania, like, you know, I, I think that would kind of that would really cement the um the Rhodes legacy. Not that it needs any more, you know, cementing because I think it's a it's a heck of a legacy that they have. Um, but that would really just um solidify them and and be like, Okay, it's you know, it's it's done, um, and you know this is this is the Rose legacy. You know they've finally conquered it. Um, yeah, and you know, I tell you what, I think they're going to put Goldust in a Royal Rumble next year, okay? And he will win it, just like Cody did, okay? And the Rose to victory is coming, okay? No. Well, Think about that one. But in, in 2019, he signed a multi-year deal with the AEW, but it doesn't say 
how many years that is. So it's yeah. got to be we're 19, 20, 21. We're in a four-year deal. So if he signs a five-year deal, he's almost at the end of his contract. Almost. Yeah. So it would put him put him right around, you know, WrestleMania or just past it. Um, I'm hoping it's sooner. Like you said, I would love to see him in the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, I would love to see them kind of get together, you know, really one last time. Um you know, before he hangs up, he's got to be close to to calling it quits. Like I said, he's 54. I don't know how much more his body can take it. Um, but, you know, again, fantasy booking, I would love to see Goldust help Cody Rhodes win, you know, the WWE title titles from Roman Reigns and put an end to Roman's reign and kind of see, you know, what happens to the bloodline after that? You know, what – what do they do now? Now that you know their tribal chief doesn't have any gold, and and that's a whole there, other there story that there they could get into that could carry them for a long, long time. I got it. What do you okay. got? Okay. All right. It says this was from the December eighth, twenty twenty-two. Okay, long time death mm-hmm. of the square circle made it clear recently when he announced that. 2023 will be his last year in the ring, Dustin Rose. Hmm. Hmm. I go with it. Well, we, 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 know, how, we know how retirements go in the world of professional wrestling. So his contract is up we'll in July. His contract is July. up in July, 2023. So he could theoretically sign... After usually there's a 30 day no compete. I don't know if they still do that or not. He could be August and have an impact at Survivor Series, and then carry through till the the Hall of Fame. You know, Goldust announces his retirement. He's got one last match, and and you know he has one last match and he helps. Cody Rhodes win the title. I could definitely see that playing out if that's if that in fact pans out that way. Mm-hmm. I like that. I, I like that idea a lot. I'm a big yeah. I'm a big Dustin Rhodes fan. I you know I, I like him you know as the natural. Um, although I didn't like the tractor trailer match they had it uncensored or whatever that was. That was that was kind of dumb. I, and I just think he was a a product of bad booking, and, you know, I, I don't really think that they had, you know, his full potential, you know, realized at the time. And then, you know, he comes to WWF, and he, he becomes gold dust, and, you know, his his career just really skyrockets after that. You know, he does make amends with his dad during that time, you know, and, you know, and, and I'm glad they got to do that, you know, because there was a little bit of um, distance there between, you know, Dustin and Dusty, um, you know, but they did get it worked out, you know, and I'm, I'm glad they did it before, you know, Dusty passed. Um, but, you know, it, it really is, a, it would, and with Triple H kind of calling the shots now and bringing back some talent that Vince released and, you know, they, yeah. they, they never say they never in the world of professional wrestling. So, you know, they, they, they say that, you know, I know CM Punk is making waves and 
under Mr. McMahon's watch. He'll never be back in WWF or WWE, sorry. Um, but we're not in the Vince McMahon reign anymore, you know. You know, there are some people that I believe that will never come back. I don't think we'll ever see Alberto Del Rio in the WWE ring, but who knows. Um, I just think with his I, past. I, I, actually, actually it's not Triple H's either. It's uh, Dana White's uh, UFC stuff now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, and I, but I think, you know, Dana White is a businessman, you know, along the same lines as Vince McMahon, but I don't think Dana White holds the same grudges that Vince McMahon holds. I think that if it's going to sell tickets, Dana's all about it. If it's going to make money, they're going to be all about it because at the end of the day, that they are a business. They need to make money. And yep. if it makes money bringing even, you know, a talent like CM Punk back, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. No, no. You know? he's going to AEW. Because yeah, they got they got uh, a yeah. change from him. No, yeah, yeah, but but you know, again, that locker room is not very well re- receiving of that. So we'll have to see how long that lasts. I mean, maybe it lasts yeah. a year, and he wants out of his contract, and he wants his release. And you know, again, this is you know, this is pro wrestling where you know we say never, but and, and, and there's now, never too many never. Now, my, my he wants to leave, you know, because he say he hates working every week. Yeah, I, I, you know, you I don't think, him, you know. You might see him come back to the WWE, you know? You know, I'm starting to shoot yeah. back together again. Well, I, I think two-thirds of it could be back together. I think they, you know, Roman's not leaving the bloodline, but, I mean, they could throw, you know, somebody else in that mix as a third, you know. Hey, uh, hey, or they could treat, come join the bloodline, you know? Or well, they could they could treat they could treat Seth Rollins and and Moxley kinda as you know the NWO did with Hall and Nash they could treat them as outsiders and kind of you know rehash a storyline along those lines yeah. you know it, there's just so much possibility I think Triple H is, is really good creatively I think he's got a lot of good ideas um, I mean you could. You know, again, fantasy booking, you could create the shield with Seth Rollins if Moxley comes back and, and you eventually call up Ron Breaker and make those three part of the shield. And, again, I'm not saying that that's happening anywhere, but, you know, it, it could happen. And, what you know, again, is that? pro wrestling, you, you, so. You see, you see the same storyline, okay, but different wrestlers. Right, just just interchange the parts and and call that faction something, or you know you keep it the shield, and it's just three, you know it's a it's a reincarnation. Same thing they did yeah. with the horsemen, the same thing that you know they do with a lot of the the, the factions. Or back then they used to call them stables. They would just interchange guys. One guy would kick out, and another guy would replace them. You know, and, you know Luger becomes a horseman. Sting was is in, and then he's out. So. You can just interchange them, really at at, at your discretion. And mm-hmm. I think that you know, that, then it's, you it's, know it's that's the, how that's how I see it now. You know, it's the same storyline, but they're taking it a different way with different wrestlers. There's absolutely. like Omar and, and Jeff Rollins. Okay, that was a that looked like a Hulk Hogan and Andre Giant match. Okay. Right. Right. And look who and look who won. 
Yeah. Death Rollins. So you got the biggest pop. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, again, come... this, this, this is pro wrestling and nothing is out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. You know? Just like what you said to Dustin, what I said about Dustin Rhodes. When he comes back, I can see brother and his and Dustin Rhodes going to be his manager. Watch and see. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, because Ronnie's got a Ronnie's got a manager, okay, Paul Heyman. Now Dustin's going to jump in. Yo, Paul Heyman, I got me and you going one on one, manager versus manager. Yeah, that could happen. I mean, again, it. It, it could again. Nothing is out of you know the the, the realm of possibility. Yeah. You know, I, I you know I think that you know anything is possible, and you know now now we are we are truly in a in a state of well we have to wait and see because we really don't know what's going to happen. You know, with under like I said, the last couple of years of Vince McMahon, we kind of knew what was going to happen, and it didn't really surprise us, but. With Savio Vega and Carlito coming out, I, that kind of surprised me a little bit. I didn't expect to see. I expected it to kind of break down into a melee like it did, but I didn't expect to see those two guys. And I knew that they were from I'm Puerto a, Rico. I, I sort of put it together, I but I didn't. Carlito run out. I said, I got to tell Brady, his boy's back, Carlito. Because Brady Heath always loved that guy with the spinning apple. Oh, I, I, I love, you know, um, um, Carlito and um, oh my gosh, and Savio because I met I met Savio Vega. No, no, he's real cool. The, the other, the other Carlito's brother. Um, oh my gosh, his name is is escaping me right now. Oh, I can't remember who it was. They were a tag team for a little bit, but I like them. I like them together. Oh, I know who you mean. Um, it's I see them. Uh, his name is just just escaping me right now, but yeah, it was it was a really nice surprise, you know, and and I, and I, and I was surprised I, again. I didn't expect to see them. I knew they were they were there that they lived in Puerto Rico, but what are the chances that they're there and they actually make an appearance and they kept it really under wraps in in the age of, of internet that that really kind of surprised me. You know, I, I, I really, you know, I, I was really pleasantly surprised with kind of what was going on. And, you know, I, I like the direction that that Triple H is taking the company and kind of steering it to, and, and bringing back the excitement and the, you know, what happens next kind of, of, of aura that it has now. Because we really don't know Primo. what's going to happen. Primo. Primo, Primo, yes, there we go. Yeah, uh, look it up. Primo. Couldn't think, <laughs> I couldn't think of his name. Um, I, I, but, I knew, I, I knew, I knew his brother, but I couldn't think of his name either. So I looked it I, up. I said it was Primo. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't think of it. Um, but yeah, like I said, I, I thought Monday night, I thought for sure Cody Rhodes was winning his match, and it's just going to be another. We'll probably have Cody Rhodes and somehow Seth Rollins, and boom, Brock changes it all, which, you know, is, is a direct reflection on Triple H, you know, having, you know, creative control over what goes on, and I like it. 
I like where it's headed. I, you know, I think he's got a great mind, you know, for the business, you know, and, you know, I think he's done very, very well when he's allowed to, to book it and, and to kind of put it together. And I just hope that they continue to let his storylines kind of play out because he's, I think Triple H is more of, of a long-term booking mind where Vince in the last couple of years yeah. was, well, yeah. this is what we're doing this week, and the next week we're going to do this. And it really didn't make sense watching it week to week because nothing was consistent. Now we're starting to get into a a little more fluid stories and they're making sense. And, you know, they're they, with, you know, even with AJ Styles coming back, we'll see how that all works out. But I think Triple H has a plan and I want to see kind of, you know, w- you know, where this plan takes them and, you know, where, you know, where it goes from here. You know, I, I you know, I really, I really am enjoying watching it. I still, I don't want. I I don't really watch Raw live as much. I watch some of it, but I get up for work so early. You know, I wind up recording it. Um, so I watch Raw and SmackDown. Kind of, I watch SmackDown on Saturday morning, um, and I kind of like, kind of where, you know, where those brands are headed. I just hope that they keep them separate. But with this, you know, United Champions thing, it seems like that it's, it's not separate anymore. They're going to intermingle SmackDown guys, which, again, like we said earlier, I just don't right. have a good feeling about you know, it. It should all be a strictly Raw tournament. It should happen at Night of Champions, and the whole thing mm-hmm. should happen over that course of that pay-per-view. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, it's too late to turn back now, but we're, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're on our way, and we're under the, the Triple H regime now, and, well, you know, we'll kind of see – you know, where it goes and, right, and what right. happens, and what you know, is that? from here. What is that? When I was down in Florida for the last couple of weeks, okay, I had no TV or nothing like that. I only had Facebook. I saw some of the stories, you know, what happened and all. But I said, I just wait till mm-hmm. I get home. Maybe they might boost everything up, make it excitement more. And it did, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you, 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 were, you were anxious to get home and... Right, to see it, but all of a sudden, no, you know? I didn't even go back to it or nothing like that, you know? I just followed right. it through, you know? Soon as I got home, right. I went right to, right to Raw. Cause I knew some of the stuff I, I said was, was going to happen, and I was right. About Trish Stratus was going to change. So, right. And I said that. That's yeah, all I no, saw. I said, okay, I'm right. I, 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 don't need, I don't need to watch anything, you know? I saw what I had to see right. on Facebook. Yeah, and, and, and but you were excited to to get caught up and Right. I and got to, caught up in one, one one night. One night on Raw. That was it. When I came back. Right. That 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 Monday. Right. And and it, and it wasn't like, oh yeah, I you know, I, I kinda thought that was gonna happen, you know, I, I kinda seen that come no, we don't have that 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 mindset anymore. We don't have that. Oh, you know, I knew that was going to happen. I knew, you know, nobody would. I don't think anybody would say that. Oh, I, I knew, you know, Carlito, you know, was coming out. I knew Sabio Vega was coming. Out. Nobody. Right. I nobody didn't know that, that either. You know. No, no, I, it was a big surprise. 
It was a big surprise when you when you walk out in the back back room with Bad Bunny. Everybody say, "Who is that?" I go, "That's Savio Vega." They say, "No, it's not." And all of a sudden, guess what? It was Savio Vega. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, you know? He, he's he, he's got me excited again. He's got you know the 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 passion back. I think I think he's he's doing very well under under you know his his, his control and his his reign. Really excited to see where it goes. Um, you know, Night of Champions, you know, will be a test for him and see can he keep it up or can he top it or even if he if he not necessarily tops it, but does he do just as well? You know, booking um, Night of Champions as he did, you know, Backlash, and and I hope right. that he does. And you know, I, I think it's got a lot of. Well, um, that Triple H is bringing back the people. Got me used to see Russell. Right. He's getting the older crowd back into it, bringing back some of the old people that could still wrestle. Just like the head. Right. It, it, right. Even if it's just for for a couple of months or from one pay per view to the next, and then he brings out somebody else, you know, that that excitement right. is still going to be there. Like, who am I going to who am I going to see this week? You know, or you know, right. how they going to wow me this week? And he does. That's what he's really saying. And, but they respect it, you know. Watch it right. and, and respect it from the respect it. You never know what's going to be coming out. You got, I can see right. the headbangers yeah, yeah. coming back, okay, against Jamie Zane and Kevin Owens. What yeah, I, I think that would be a great match. You know, and, um, you know I, I think that would be, you know, something people would want to see, even though it's, it, you, know, you could put it in the category of a, of a gimmick match, but I think that you know the headbangers could give them a a a good match, even if it's for ten or twelve minutes. You know, I think they yeah. could put you know put on a heck of a show. Yeah. I mean, they're both still very active today. They do a lot of shows yes, down are. in Florida. Um, I actually went to school with um, with Glenn, um, went to junior oh, high school you? with him. Yeah, yeah, he grew up in Lindewald. Um, a little okay, more the area somewhere. I was actually in the ring with them. I was actually in the oh, ring really? with them. I was in the ring here in Northville when Dennis Collins hired me. I had an uh, arm wrestling contest with the legendary, okay, Howard Stern's uh, guy, the elephant boy. And they were, oh, they were okay. right there. Wow. And they were, they were there. In the ringside when we had an arm wrestling contest and I almost had Elephant Boy beat and all of a sudden, I think it was grand, I pushed my hand down and pushed me off the table so that Elephant Boy won. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched Glenn for the first time. It was probably early, early 90s in in my hometown of Clementon. There was a... Um, a, it was called Route 30 Flea Market, and they had wrestling in there. And he was he was wrestling under a mask at the time, and but it was it was mm-hmm. way way before the Headbangers came out, and long before you know their their you know rise to, to fame. But he was kind of cutting his teeth there. I believe he went to the Monster Factory for his training down in in Paulsboro. I believe I might be wrong, but I believe that's where he trained. Um, yeah, him. Yeah, he, they both did. Uh, he was just yeah, great. That's where Dennis, Dennis got him at. Yeah, and, you know, I, 
you know, I, I, but I've always had a, a, a soft spot for those guys. I liked, I liked them as a tag team. Um, I think they were, they were underutilized in the WWE. I think they could have done more. But now that they're back, let's, let's kind of see where they go and kind of maybe yeah, this is one of their last hurrahs before they – because, I mean, he's got to be as old as me, so he's, you know, 52, 53-ish, somewhere around there. Yes. They're both up in age so, like me, you know. Yeah, so – but, you know, let's see. Maybe they got one, you know, one, one last ride in them, and, and we'll see. But I'm excited that they did sign a deal at whatever level it is. It, it seems like it, it – Sounds like we're going to um, have them on TV at least. So yeah, there's, you know, there's we'll a lot of tag teams there. There's a lot of tag teams there. You know, you got the street poppies they can go against. You know, they must be both free agents and go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Both leagues. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I love the headbangers. I love that. Yeah, and they could go anywhere, and and we'll see what Triple H does with them. And you know, I'm really excited to see, you know, kind of how it goes. And you know, like I said, where where we go from here under, um, under the watch of Triple H. But you know, we, we need to wrap it up. I think we're 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 almost out of time. Um, Rappel, you got anything going on this week? Not really. It's my mom and dad's anniversary, and plus, Happy Mother's Day to everybody, everybody's mother out there. It is Mother's Thank Day. You. Yes, yes, Happy, yes, Happy oh. Mother's Day to is everybody. That happy? Hi, happy. happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Tora. Oh, Tora. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, 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 as we close, yes, Happy Mother's Day to everybody. Um, just a, a quick prayer, if you will. I don't know what your religious beliefs are, but just pray that Stroke continues to to get better and, and you know on the road to recovery. He's been a little under the weather lately, um, so I'll be filling in um, until he gets back. Um, hopefully, it's next week. But if not, you know we'll be back here um, the same time next week, Thursday night at nine, um, and we'll kind of run to eleven or kind of whenever we we wrap this thing up. Um, but I'm having a great time doing this. Um, and just a real quick plug, ECWA High Stakes, Saturday, May 20th, live at the Jersey Dugout in Genesee Drive in Morganville. Um, you get your tickets at ECWA.com. Um, and if you haven't seen an ECWA show, I would encourage you to get out and, and see it. It's, it's a fantastic show. Um, I went to a and, great tournament. And another thing, and another thing, this is the only time when you can see these independent people wrestle before they go to the WWE yes. or AEW. You never know what's going yeah, to happen. You, you never know what's going to happen. And I believe it's one of, if not the oldest, independent promotion out there yes, that's been are. around a long, yes, long they time. Are. They do a fantastic family-friendly show. Very, very interactive as far as fans and, and, and entertainers go, they, they do a great job keeping the fans engaged. Um, they're very, very interactive. You, there's usually, um, at, at intermission, there's a, a quick meet and greet. Um, you can talk to them. Just a great bunch of guys, guys and girls running that organization and those involved in it. Um, I don't know if I'll get up there on the 20th to see it or not, but I do want to get back and see another show. 
Um, hey, again, let, me know, let, me know, let me know if you go walk out. I take a ride with you. All right, definitely. Definitely, yes. At ECWA, yeah, we were, I think Saturday, May 20th. I got outside. <laughs> right, right. And that's, again, it's at the Jersey Dugout on Genesee Avenue in Morganville, PA. Um, you get your tickets at com. Buy all your ECWA merchandise there. And, you know, maybe... Maybe you run into the ECWA 2023 Hall of Famer Brady Hicks at one of these shows. Oh, I know yeah. he does a lot of commentary he, he will for him. Be there. He will be there as an announcer. Yeah, so, you know, I, I enjoyed hanging out with him. Um, got to talk to him for a little bit. Um, great guy, great show, great, you know, organization out there. So if you get a chance, you know, check them out. Um, you will not be disappointed. Again, they do put on a great show, and as like Lat Boy said, it, it may be an opportunity to see these guys, you know, on on the doorsteps of WWE or AEW or wherever they go in the next level of their career. Um, yes, because, these guys because are I, can name, passionate. I, I can name you one of them right now that I saw from Dennis Colizzo. I seen him about three or four times, and he got picked for the WWE. That's no other than Velo Brown. Remember him? Yes. Yep. In fact, when I was there at Super Eight Tournament, his his picture was hanging up there. Along, I mean, it was really a huge who. Simon Diamond's picture was up. Um, Jerry Lynn's picture was there. Um, they've had some, you know, old school guys. They've had George Animal Steel come through there. Um, Captain Lou Albano was there. Just a really who's who of pro wrestling. Um, and they do a really good job setting it up in. And, and just an old-time wrestling feel to it. Again, you know, the great show, great bunch of, bunch of guys up there. Tickets and are so really, really cheap. Probably the, the they, they are cheap. Okay, the tickets are cheap, but you can get their free autograph off them before they come pro, before they come to the WWE yes. or at yes, a convention they, they, you got to pay will, for. Right, they will sign stuff. They are they are very very friendly. They're very receptive there. Um, I can't say enough good about them. I'm, I'm hoping, but I don't know that I'll be able to get up there on the 20th or not. Um, but I will be catching another show and, and, and quite a few more now that I know more about them and what they do. But I want to thank everybody for, um, you know, staying on and, and talking wrestling. And, you know, again, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. We hope it's a great weekend for you. Um, and, you know, we'll talk again Thursday night at 9. I appreciate everybody. Yeah, have a great night. See you all next week. See you all next week. Bye. Hey, this is Total Package. Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys. Before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast. And I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews. It features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet, as well as Dr. John, as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page, where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, Pro Wrestling Interviews.
Com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are. And we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off a uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Here's Bill after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruno lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss. Did you have anything to do Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, if you rules, as I always understood and wanted to the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. 
talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 